Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that Chasing Health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming a best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or life topics in general, we've got you covered. All right, let's not waste any more time and dive right into the show. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Chase and Health Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great week so far. I know this episode is coming out on Friday, so if it is Friday, happy Friday. And hopefully you had a great week and having a and you have a fun weekend up ahead for you. So today we're talking about the six ways to make fat loss easier. Really excited to dive into this topic. And a lot of these you may have heard before, but I'm going to expand on some of them. And I'm also just going to try to create some clarity on like some things that maybe if it's just one of these things, you're like, you know what? I'm not focused on that right now, so I can do this one thing and make it you know, 10 times easier. A lot of these things may not seem fancy. They're not bright, shiny objects. I'm not here, you know, you guys know me well. I'm not here to say, oh, drink this tea and you'll lose five pounds next week. No, I'm not here for that bullshit. Like guys, like I'm here to tell you the truth on what you need to do in order to lose weight and keep it off so it is sustainable in the long run, all right? Um, Before we dive into those six ways, I have one big favor for you guys. If today's show is helpful, I would love for you guys to take a screenshot, upload it to your stories, tag me in it, and I will be glad to reshare it and say thank you. Anytime you guys do that with any of my shows or tag my guests, that is like the biggest compliment you can ever give me. So just throwing that out there. (laughs) I would love that for anybody who wants to do that for me. But anyways, that's beside the fact. Let's dive into today's show. So Number one, the first way to make fat loss easier is to decrease or completely eliminate liquid calories. Guys, these things add up so quick. I mean, just think about like, you know, I don't know about you guys. Like I I will say personally, I've never had an issue drinking enough like water and things like that. Like I feel like I could drink enough to drown someone probably, (laughs) but I, I just... I don't know, like to me, it's just so easy. Like if you gave me like a Gatorade and I'm not talking about the Gatorade zeros or anything like that, but I'm talking about like an actual Gatorade that's like, you know, over 200 calories. Guys, I could drink that in like three swigs. (laughs) Like, let's be honest. Like it's so easy to drink calories when you're not even paying attention to how much, how many calories are in whatever you're drinking. So please be careful of those liquid calories. For example, I know there's there's one client on our um, Conquer Fitness Nutrition team right now that one of the main things that him and his coach have been working on is just taking out soda. And yes, it is soda, not pop. I heard that enough. <laughs> I got so much crap when I was living up in Michigan. Um, I you know I told my roommate Brevin, who's on the show, on the coaches roundtable every week. You know, um, I'd mention him, hey, do you want a soda? And he'd be like, I want a pop. And I'm like, it's a soda. But that's a whole different argument for another day. Um, but we're just working on eliminating soda from his diet. And just by doing that or switching out for diet sodas, he's already losing weight. And so, fi- I mean, I've heard of some clients before drinking four, five, six sodas every day. Guys, we're looking at like close to like seven, 800 calories for some people. Or even I've just, I've seen people drinking up to a thousand calories a day. So, Soda is definitely one of those things that can definitely take up a lot of calories for very little volume, meaning you're going to be really hungry, even though you may have just drank three, four, five hundred calories. Another one is alcohol. Guys, the effects of alcohol and weight loss are not good. 
Sure, I know there's some you know debates out there whether or not you know you can have a certain amount of alcohol, and as long as you're within your calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight. But it's it, it's going to cause inflammation, so you're going to probably not feel great. You're going to feel bloated. You're not going to you know you may get the drunkies, as I've heard another coach call them before, where like you know you know we talk about like munchies or people that uh, you know may smoke some things. Um, well, you may get the munchies with that, but you might get the drunkies with drinking alcohol. And that's when you start making poor choices. Maybe you are, you know, you're getting a little tipsy, then you're like, ah, I don't care, I'll have the bar nachos. Oh, well, I had those. I might as well have the bowl of ice cream when I get home because I'm just trying to sober up or, you know, whatever it may be. Like, a lot of times it's just a, it's a slippery slope, guys. So I would encourage you to try to limit your alcohol intake. And also, not only that, but after you drink alcohol, and I'm, and I'm going to explain this in very layman terms and not and leave out the science stuff on it, but basically, think about it this way. Your body sees alcohol as a toxin, right? Like it's, a, it's a poison. It, it's, it is not supposed to be in your body, right? Um, like, yes, you can drink it, but it's not, quote unquote, healthy. I'm using air quotes here. And so when you drink alcohol, your body's going to see it as a toxin. And for the next 24, 48 hours, your body's going to basically say, for lack of a better you know, way of explaining it, hey, I'm not going to worry about fat loss right now because I need to work on getting this alcohol out of my body. I can't have this alcohol in my body right now. It's a toxin. So shut off everything that's focused on fat loss right now. Let's shift all of those resources to getting the alcohol out of our body. And so that is its main focus at that time. So again, you're just delaying your results with that. Again, there is nothing wrong with drinking alcohol occasionally, guys. Um, you know, I, I'm definitely someone who, on social occasions, you know, go to events and parties and things like that. Like, I might have a drink or two. Maybe once or twice a year, I'll have a little bit too many drinks. But, you know, again, that is on a very rare occasion. I'm talking about like probably twice, maybe three times a year. Um, I don't keep expanding on that a little bit more. But, <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just, and personally, I just don't even feel great the next day, right? I think we all have those days when, you know, when you're, who likes to wake up feeling hungover, right? You wake up, you're like, oh, why do I keep doing this to myself? So it's probably just not worth it. So try to limit your alcohol intake. It's also going to help with your liquid calories as well. Same thing with like smoothies. Now, I'm not saying anything's wrong with smoothies. I love smoothies. I occasionally have smoothies. I don't have them very often though, just because it comes down to a volume eating thing versus drinking something. Again, it's much easier to drink a lot of calories really quick and not even realize how much you've actually been drinking. Um, and not just that, but like it just doesn't, it may not keep you as full for longer periods of time. Unless though, I will say, Back when I was working as a nurse, my coach gave me the idea of making these smoothies because a lot of times I wouldn't get a meal break. And so I would just end up like pretty much working 12 hours straight and just kind of snacking on some random things throughout the day. And he gave me the idea of having a big smoothie. And guys, when I say a big smoothie, I mean like eight, 900 calorie smoothies. <laughs> so you can really dress up your smoothies or dress them down as much as you'd like, depending on what you need as far as calories and macronutrients go for inside your smoothie. But where I was going with all this is make sure you have protein in your smoothie. Um, you know, Greek yogurt, protein powder, whatever it may be, make sure we are getting some protein in our smoothie so that will help keep you fuller for longer periods of time, maybe some fat sources. Um, you know, some people, um, I used to love putting a little bit of peanut butter inside of my um, smoothies. That way, again, I'd have all three macronutrients to balance out my meal, quote unquote, for that time. Um, another thing is juices. I understand juices are, you know, high quality. Some, some are, I know some are just basically all sugar. Um, and again, not like demonizing sugar here, but like, it's, it's true though. I mean, like, you drink, you know, you might be thinking like, oh, I'm doing good by having a 
big old glass of orange juice with my breakfast in the morning. Like, okay, great. Like, yeah, it has vitamins, minerals, and vitamin C and all these other things. Great. But again, that's a lot of calories that you're just now drinking where that could have been an extra piece of sausage or an extra piece of toast and butter or whatever it may be that you could actually fill it up on something rather than just drinking a glass of orange juice. Um, so, you know, with that also, you know, as I kind of mentioned a little bit, but I just want to make sure I, you know, really hit this one home is, you know, make sure you're eating as many calories as you can rather than drinking them. So you, you will, it will help with hunger and satiety, keep you for fuller, fuller for periods of time. I mean, just think guys, like if you, you know, drink 500 calories, you're probably going to be hungry in like, by the, you know, in an hour or so versus if you ate 500 calories of something. All right. So number one, decrease or eliminate liquid calories. Oh, and also one other thing before I move on to number two, I just thought about your coffee guys. I, I don't get me wrong. I drink coffee creamer in my coffee every morning. I may have a little bit too much coffee, but it's okay. <laughs> um, that's out of the me thing. Um, but watch your coffees. And I'm, I'm not necessarily talking about if you have a tablespoon or two in your cup of coffee in the morning. I'm talking about, you know, these frappes or these really high sugary coffee beverages, like, you know, go to Starbucks or any coffee shops, something like that. They're just loaded down with sugars and syrups and everything else. And again, it's just a lot of liquid calories that you probably may not think like, oh, it's just, it's just a cup of coffee when it's actually like two, 300 calories. So be mindful and check those things out. Number two, on ways to make fat loss easier is walk more. Increase your NEAT. Walking is NEAT. And what I mean by NEAT is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. A long fancy word for just meaning that it is all the activities you do throughout the day that is not actual exercise. Now, I know some people will argue that, hey, like isn't you know walking a form of exercise? And yes, it is, but it's important to also, I. I personally, when I talk to my clients, I consider it more of just a form of neat. Uh, because you see, while while exercise is definitely important, exercise activity thermogenesis only makes up about like 10 or 5 to 10% of your actual calories burned throughout the day, your maintenance, your total daily energy exponential. And a lot of that comes from your bed. Um, just while we're talking about that topic um, with neat, that takes up about 10, 15 to 20% of your daily calories that you're burning come from just general movement. So by walking more, you're increasing your NEAT and you can eat more calories. Again, and I'm not trying to say like, you know, oh, if we go out for like a five hour walk every day, we, now we can eat more food. Like, yes, that's technically true, but also make sure we're not like hindering our relationship with food here. Like I try to keep those two separate, but just to like validate a point I'm making here. Like, yes, if you are walking more, getting more movement in, getting more neat in, you will be able to increase your calories because your maintenance calories will be higher. So whereas somebody who, you know, I have some clients that, you know, are not very active, right? I mean, I feel like a lot of mine are doing fantastic. And if you guys are listening, this is why I preach this so many times is I have some clients who are not very active and maybe they don't get very many steps at all. Um, and they don't exercise, and because of that, maybe we're having to cut calories super low for a calorie deficit when we take them through phase two through a fat loss phase. And, and I never want to do that, but like if we're going to get results and they're not going to exercise, they're not going to walk, they're not going to get their steps in, and they're going to be sedentary all day long, then we're probably going to have to do that. So again, if you want to be able to eat more food while you're in your calorie deficit and see better results while eating more food and not being starving hungry all the time, let's get those move those steps up. You know, and again, 
And when I say get steps up, you know, some people might say, well, what about 10,000 steps? I hear we're supposed to get 10,000 steps. That really doesn't mean much. It's a very arbitrary number that really doesn't have much meaning besides like, you know, some per, some per, somebody at some point in time said, hey, everyone get 10,000 steps. But if somebody who is getting 1,000 steps a day, how about we shoot for 2,000 or 3,000, 4,000, work your way up slowly over time? Because walking is such an easy and sustainable way to get more movement in rather than like, you know, hours of cardio or things like that. Like, you know, I know some people will say like, oh, I'll just, you know, when I'm in a deficit, I'll go to the gym and get on the stair climber or the elliptical or the treadmill and go running or, you know, some type of cardio for a couple hours a day. And yes, that can help with your deficit as well. But I'm also looking at the sustainability side of things as well. Because remember, like, you know, what you're doing to lose weight, you should be able to do sustainably, right? Um, now, again, I know some things do change. I'm not saying, you know, if you are trying to lose those last couple of pounds, you can't, you know, go off the treadmill or on the elliptical for a couple, you know, you know, 30, 60 minutes, 90 minutes a day, just to burn those extra calories, get into a little bit deeper of a deficit, but that's a whole different story. Majority of clients, you know, if that's something you enjoy, you like doing the elliptical, you know, 30 minutes a day, great, go for it. But overall, let's just focus on getting more steps and walking more in. All right. And lastly, like, with that, like, it's just great for mental health. Like, I mean, I think we could all benefit from a little boost in our mental health, right? So get out, go for a walk. Like I love, like, um, now that I'm living, um, home, I'm back home in Virginia. Um, you know, I, we have our dog, uh, Bailey. I, if you on my Instagram, um, and if you're not following me, make sure to follow me at changing underscore chase. <laughs> um, but be sure to go follow me. Cause I, I put, I've been putting up photos of, um, and boomerangs of me and Bailey walking. Um, we go on our daily walks and he loves it. Um, and him and I are both in fat loss phases right now. We're feeding him a little bit less. We're taking him on his a lot more walks and we're getting some movement in and we're keeping it simple and we're going to lose some weight. Right. Um, so Great for mental health. Put in your headphones. Listen to a podcast. Maybe you're listening to the podcast right now on your walk. I love it. Um, or turn on some music. You know, even like this morning. Like guys, I actually this morning I had a little bit of free time. My morning was starting out a little bit slower than it normally does. And I actually just went outside and I put my headphones in. I took Bailey for a walk and we went and we went for about a probably 25, 30 minute walk. And I just put on like some guided meditation. It's actually one for walking. Um, and it was just very peaceful and relaxing just to be able to enjoy and, and not stress over everything. And, you know, I really just try to put my phone away for that amount of time. Um, I had it with me just so I could listen to the music. But other than that, it's just great for mental health. Just getting outside. You know, it's a little bit cooler out this morning before it got really hot. Um, and, yeah, definitely recommend that for everybody. All right. So number two was walk more. So we have decrease or eliminate liquid calories, walk more. And next is ditch that all or nothing mentality. Guys, you, I see you if that's, I know some of my clients are thinking, yep, that's me. Um, or other people that are listening to this are thinking the same thing. Guys, like you don't have an all or nothing mindset. So, so go ahead and just ditch that right now because I'm going to challenge you that you don't have that all or nothing mindset. Let me guess. If you say that you're an all or nothing person, where else does that show up in your life? If it's Tuesday and you forgot to brush your teeth this morning, are you going to say, well, screw it. I'm just going to wait till next Monday to brush my teeth again. If you are drinking your cup of coffee in the morning and you happen to spill a little bit on your shirt, are you going to be like, well, might as well spill the rest of the cup on me? If you are out for a drive and you pop a tire, are you going to say, well, might as well slash the other three? No. Doesn't that sound so silly? Like, right, every time I explain this to people, they're like, oh, oh no, duh. Like, Chase, come on now. Like, duh, I'm not going to do that stuff. But when you say you're an all or nothing person, an all or nothing person would do those things, right? So you're not an all or nothing person. So stop labeling yourself as that. You do do a lot of things when it comes to all or nothing mindset when it comes to food, 
but that's just because you feel like you have to label yourself as that kind of person but you're not. And I want you to start focusing on consistency over perfection. A lot of people get caught up in, I have to do everything perfect all the time because I'm a perfectionist. No, you're not. <laughs> I, again, goes with that I did anything. Ditch the perfectionist mindset. Just do something. Focus on being consistent as you can. Embrace that flexibility, right? Like we have to recognize that sometimes life can be, you know, really crazy and bonkers. You know, things are going to disrupt your plans. And instead of just abandoning your efforts entirely, Find ways to adapt and you know overcome those challenges and those obstacles. Make healthier choices with the given circumstances that you're under at that moment, right? I feel sometimes people are throwing themselves just you know right under the bus basically when the first time something comes up, like oh your kid got sick or oh you know I, I had a you know my boss yelled at me today so now I'm just mad and frustrated and I'm just gonna eat the all the donuts in the break room. Like no, come on guys, like roll with it. Like realize, or, you know, you feel like I'm going to eat one chip and then, oh, I got to eat the entire bag now. Or, oh, I had a donut for breakfast this morning when I was supposed to have my bacon and eggs. And so now I might as well eat, you know, Taco Bell for lunch and go out for, you know, all the pasta dinner for dinner, right? Like just get rid of the all or nothing mindset. Focus on realizing that one bad meal, and I'm saying bad in quotes here because I, and it's because I don't ever like to label foods as good or bad. But look at it as one meal is not necessarily going to throw you off your plan, right? I was actually just telling a client in our foundations group um, last night on one of our support calls that you your results are not determined by what you do that moment, right? Your results are determined by how you react to that moment. So you have a donut from the break room. Okay, it's okay. It's a donut. It's two, 300 calories maybe, and it's going to be just fine. Where people mess up is they have that donut from the break room and then they end up going and sabotage themselves and having every other thing throughout the rest of the day because they had that one quote unquote bad thing. That's not how it goes, guys. It's okay to have those one off things and you can just either readjust your calories for the day to make it fit in Maybe you have a little bit less for lunch, a little bit less for dinner, and you make it work. Maybe you, you know, skip the roll with your dinner that night because you had the donut for breakfast unexpectedly. Maybe you, or you know what? Maybe we just say, I'm going to be 200 calories over for the day. Guess what? That's perfectly fine because the next day I can do it all over again and be right on point. So focus on embracing the flexibility, focus on consistency over top the perfectionism. All right. And also practice that moderation. I feel like this is another thing a lot of people say like, oh, I just, I can't do sweets. Sweets are just something I can't do because I always sabotage myself and I eat the entire, you know, tray of cookies or eat the entire pan of brownies or, you know, whatever it may be. Like they feel like they, have to, they dive in head first and they can't control themselves, but you can control yourself. You have the choice to control your food choices. So don't feel like you have to fall into the all or nothing mindset. You are making that conscious choice to do that. So practice, and again, all of this is going to take practice. All of these things I'm talking about with the all or mindset is going to take a lot of practice, but allow yourself to have certain things and remind yourself, this is okay. I can have that donut from the break room and it's okay. And already have in your mind, all right, I had the donut. What am I going to have for lunch? What am I going to have for dinner? Remind yourself it is okay to have these things. So many people just, you know, think that they've screwed up everything entirely when they have one thing off their quote unquote plan. 
And that's why, you know, we don't do meal plans inside of Conquer Fitness Nutrition because we focus on allowing you to have that flexibility and have things in moderation and be able to adapt and overcome those obstacles when they come up throughout your day, right? Or plan ahead from them. You know, one of my clients actually sent me a a picture this morning. I loved it. It was amazing. Um, Shout out Heidi. I'll actually give you a little shout out. Um, She sent me this picture of like this tray of um, food that she took with her to work. And I think it had like some berries and like feta cheese. I think it had some cottage cheese, even had a little bit of goldfish in there. Had like all these other snacks and things like that for her to be able to munch on throughout the day. And and it had like 67 grams of protein, I believe. It was amazing. And then not long not long after that, she sent me another photo of some apple fritters at the um at the, in the conference room or wherever it was at, at her work. And she's like, this is why I came prepared. And I was like, bingo, that's why we do this. That's why we prepare so we can get ahead of this. And that way when these things come up, we're already planning ahead. Now, if she would have said, you know what? I actually do want one of those apple fitters because that's a hell yes food. Like I really want that. All right, cool. We're going to have that. Maybe we skip out on, I think she had like some almonds or something like that in her salad, I believe, if I remember correctly. Maybe we just go out on the almonds. Or maybe we just have a little bit less of something. Maybe we skip out on the goldfish, you know, that's in, that she took with her. Like, you know, there's things that we can do to still overcome these things. But stop labeling yourself as that all or nothing um, mindset person because you are more than that. All right. All right, so that's a little bit, I believe that's all I have to say about the all or nothing mindset. So we have number one, decrease or eliminate liquid calories. Number two, walk more. Number three, ditch the all or nothing mindset. And number four is increase your protein and fiber. Guys, both of these are going to help with satiety and keeping you fuller for longer periods of time. First, let's chat about protein. So to figure out how much protein you should be having each day, take your body weight and multiply that by 0.7 to 1.0. Some people will even say it's 1.1 or 1.2 if you want to live on the higher side, but I usually say anywhere from 0.7 to 1.0. Now, if you're someone who needs to lose a good bit of weight, that's okay. Use your goal body weight for that formula instead. And I would encourage you to get this from leaner cuts of meat because that will help with calorie control. You know, things like, you know, ground sausage or, um, you know, high fat beef, like fattier cuts of beef, um, chicken thighs, things like that, dark meats and things like that. Like they're okay, but like you're going to be able to get a lot more bang for your buck, a lot more protein, lots calories with those leaner cuts. And also the importance of getting a lot of this protein in your diet is to help preserve as much lean muscle mass as we can throughout our calorie deficit. Because where a lot of people end up messing up is they feel like I want to lose weight or they say, I want to lose weight. And then like, yeah, you want to lose weight, but do you want to lose body fat or do you want to lose muscle mass? My guess is you're probably, if you know, I would say 99.9999% of you guys listening, if not 100%, would say you want to lose body fat, right? So we want to try to strength train and also get as much protein as we can in, at least enough of that 0.7 to 1.0 while we are in a deficit to preserve that lean muscle mass tissue. And then also fiber. All right, how do we calculate how much fiber we should get in? You know, I've heard people say anywhere from like, you know, 20 to 25 for women, you know, 30, 35 for men. An easy formula for this is how many calories you're eating. Let's say, you know, and then for every thousand calories, you would have 14 grams of fiber. So if you're having 2000 calorie diet, then you should be having at least 28 grams of fiber in your diet. All right. Um, But again, a quick rule of thumb just for most people is 20, 25 for females, 30, 35 for males. All right. And why fiber is important is because it's going to help regulate your blood sugar levels. It's also going to be great for your digestion, good poops, which are super important. If you are somebody who says, I only poop, you know, every couple of days, that's not normal. You should be pooping every single day. It should not be runny, watery, 
diarrhea type stool and it should not be rock hard solid. All right. Just a little, my little poop talk for a moment. Um, it's also, um, going to be great for, um, just helping satiety, like I mentioned earlier as well. Um, and if you're struggling with like figuring out more ways to get more protein in or more fiber in, I'm going to link, I have two amazing little cheat sheets down in the show notes. I'll put down there for you guys that has a list of like over 50 protein ideas and like 31 high fiber food ideas down in the show notes. So you can go down there, click on that link and that'll be the list for you. So as far as like, once you've come up with that goal, let's say you are someone who figured out your protein and it says you should be having like, you know, 180 grams of protein. You're like, Chase, I'm eating like 40. How in the world am I going to do this? Don't, you know, and same with fiber. If you're somebody who's eating like three grams of fiber a day and you need 25, don't like jump up to 25 and don't jump up 180 grams of protein a day. Your, your gut health will not be happy with you. <laughs> Set your goal and slowly increase to it. So if you're eating three grams of fiber a day, how about we shoot for like seven to eight? Then we shoot for 10 to 12. Then we shoot for 12 to 15, right? Like let's work our way up slowly over time. And same with protein, adding 10, 20, 30 grams of protein to your diet every single week as you slowly increase so your gut will be happy with you. And another benefit of these things are, guys, is it's going to help with having higher volume foods that are higher food quality and higher satiety. Because I'm going to be straight up honest with you guys. If you are someone who does not have a high quality food diet, it's going to be really hard to lose weight. All right. I'm just being fully transparent with you guys because I, I think a lot of people like I like don't get me wrong. I'm all about food flexibility, food freedom. You know, being able to have, you know, the cookie when you want it, the, the pack of Oreos when you want it, when you're dieting, like that's great. And I, and I do encourage that in moderation. I just talked about that in all or, my, all or nothing mindset piece. But if you're constantly eating low quality, high, high calorie, low volume foods, the highly palatable foods, you know, think about like things with like high carb, half high fat, high sugar, things like that, like your donuts, cakes, cookies, candies, things like that. It's going to be harder to stay on track with your diet. You need to be getting your fruits. You need to be getting your vegetables. You need to get your lean lean meats, your whole grains, your fiber. All of this food quality is going to be so, so, so important. All right. And then lastly, on the touch on the, as far as like the protein and fiber goes, what about supplementation? I want to make sure I threw that in here. I'm not going to talk a lot about this. I feel like I've talked about supplementation a lot on other podcasts in the past. Um, and if you want like recommendations on what supplements I would recommend, um, I have a supplement guide. I can even link that down in the show notes as well. Um, so as far as like what I recommend for supplements, protein supplementation, protein powders, protein bars, they're fine. I ideally would encourage you to get as much as you can through whole foods rather than supplementation. But one protein shake a day or one protein bar a day, totally fine. I'm not going to stress over that. You can have it. It's totally fine. But again, I wouldn't, you know, don't try to, don't be drinking like, you know, five shakes a day to hit your protein. Be like, oh, Chase, I hit my 200 grams of protein in one day. And then I look at your, you know, your food log and you've had like three bars and 10 shakes. Like, that's not cool. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's stick to one and focus on building up that whole food. And then fiber supplements, um, again, like, you know, I would encourage you to try to get it from your whole foods. And there are some things that even have like really high food, like raspberries. Um, there are some grains like avocado and then like things like avocados, apples. Um, there's a lot of things like that that have a lot of fiber in them. So again, supplementation's okay. Like there's like Metamucil and things like that. But I would really encourage you to try to get that from whole foods. It's going to just help your digestion a lot better too. All right. So number one. Decrease, eliminate liquid calories. Number two, walk more. Number three, ditch that all or nothing mindset. Number four, increase your protein and fiber. And number five, remove the timeline. 
All right, so what I mean by this is because, guys, you're too focused on unrealistic expectations. Let's just be straight up with you right now, all right? How many of you guys walk through the grocery grocery aisle and you see on the rack there, you know, lose 20 pounds this week or lose 50 pounds by the summertime or, you know, like, oh, so-and-so lost 30 pounds in one month. Like, all these insane claims that make – they're just absolute garbage, Um and when you see these things, they set these expectations that this is what is the correct way to do it. It's not. Guys, a half a pound to a pound per week is amazing results. All right. So get the let go of the timeline altogether. Let go of the deadline. When you focus too much on the deadline, you're becoming attached to it. And then if you don't hit it, you feel like you're a failure, right? Like I hear some clients say, like, oh, I'm gonna lose 20 pounds by this date. Like, okay, that's great, and I think it's okay to have that, but it's also important to be flexible with that because what I don't want to see happen is we get to that date and you've lost 19 pounds, and you're like, oh, Chase, I didn't hit my goal. Like, okay, like, but look, you've lost 19 pounds. That's phenomenal. Like, don't get too hooked on these dates and these timelines, these deadlines, because it's just going to make you feel like you're not good enough, right? So focus on your overall goals, but remove that deadline altogether. Because remember, 90-year-old you is not going to care how long it takes. Only thing he or she's going to care about is if you are 90 years old, happy, healthy, and able to get off the toilet without brushing life alert. All right? That's what she's going to care about or he's going to care about. And and for anyone who's like, but, 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 you know, ask all these questions right now, ask yourself this. Would you rather lose all the weight you want to in two months, but struggle to keep it off longer than one year? Or would you rather it take you an entire year to lose all the weight you want to and never struggle to keep it off again? Think about it. guys. I'll be the first one to stay, say, stay skeptical. I can't talk today. Uh, stay skeptical. If you are hearing something that sounds too good to be true, it probably is, all right? So stay skeptical, ask a ton of questions. I mean, heck, like, guys, like this is why we have a weekly Q&A on the Coaches Roundtable. Every Monday morning, I release a podcast with Brevin, and sometimes we're gonna, I think we're going to have Chris come on our show some more as well with the Q&As, and this is a great time to ask us and you know some trusted sources about the information you're looking for. And if you hear something from another coach, bring it to us. Or you know if something doesn't seem right, ask any type of reliable source. Like look back at all the guests I've had on my show. I would vet all of them as being a reliable source of information. So definitely go follow them, check them out. Like they're all great sources of information. So if you hear something and it sounds too good to be true or it sounds like, eh, I really don't know if that's right or I think that's not exactly how that works, ask questions about it. Research up on it. But don't just ask Dr. Google because if you ask Google, like, how can I lose weight? You're probably going to get like a bazillion <laughs> different like results of how to lose weight, right? So focus on who you're getting your information from and question it. Keep asking why curiosity is the best thing you can do to get you through this weight loss journey. All right. So that is all six. Again, decrease, eliminate liquid calories. Number two, walk more. Number three, ditch that all or nothing mindset. Number four, increase your protein and fiber. Number five, remove the timeline. And number six, stay curious and ask a ton of questions. And 
Speaking of asking questions, one of the best places you can ask questions is not only our Q&A podcast we do every Monday on the Coaches Roundtable, but also in our Facebook community. And actually, just this week in my Facebook community, I put out an offer to anyone that's in the group, and I'm actually going to extend that offer to you all who listen to the show because I love my listeners who have helped me almost, I think we're almost like at 20,000 listens or downloads, which is just blows my mind. But anyways, <laughs> I've offered to them and I'm going to offer to you as well. We're calculating people's macros for free this week and also giving you the first three steps you should take, not just like everybody. Everyone's going to get something different because it's everyone's different journey, but the first three steps you should take in order to start your journey today. So if you want to get your macros, you want your first three steps, click down below in the show notes as well. I'll have that link down there. You fill out that format real quick, and then I'll send you a custom video back of going through your macros and my recommendations for you. All right, guys, that's all I have. I'm just over 30 minutes here, so I'm going to shut my mouth right now and let you guys get on with your day. But thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Houston Health Podcast. I will talk to you guys later. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram, at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.